How's everybody doing? I hope you had a nice, relaxing, cool down weekend. Chilled out, baby. Maybe listen to some jazz, a little bit of Bobby Hackett, Benny Goodman, Bill Evans, or my personal favorite, John Coltrane, Cold as Ice. I'm not your pusher man, but your introduction man, Benny Crisp. Strap in and let the premiere take your hand to a faraway land. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. I'm one of the hosts, Vance Nelson, and I'm joined today with my partner in crime, Mitchell Mahoney. And we got a special episode for you guys. We got a, uh, we're cooking up something good, but it's not Good Burger. No, 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 no. It's something better. Better burger. Way better. Guys, we actually have a um we actually have a, a special somebody uh joining us today. Um mm-hmm. he's the new intern. Okay. Everybody say hello to Parker Beerkin. Hey everyone. Thanks for having me. Ooh. Ow! Looking forward to being here. Mm. All right. All right. All right. Settle down. Right. Yeah, really. Set, keep settle down. Pants, settle guys. down. <laughs> Time to get to business. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. They got us picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies. Man, see? The fuck does that mean? As long as I'm around, you're always going to be second best, see? All right. So what are we talking about today? Oh, what's what's going on, guys? Yeah, what, Let's talk about yeah, life. Really. It's been It's been a... It's been a hot what second. What is it, like month nine into this f- fucking pandemic? Um, it's been a... Wait, no, it's been yeah, more it's almost than been a, a whole year, year right? now. Wow. Well, technically, yeah, it has been more than mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, man, a little over a year. It's crazy. The new norm. The new norm, yeah. Seriously. I think it's just gonna stay this way forever. I mean... Yeah... It'll probably, yeah, but like this year will be interesting because now we're starting to get used to it and sort of acclimate um, work-wise mm-hmm. and I guess just living-wise, like how to even socialize with people and like, you know, live at or work at or attend at restaurants and theaters and yeah. all the likes. But anyway, what have you guys been watching lately? I heard that they're cutting down internet usage for each person, for each individual. How does that Only work? Only 40 seconds per person. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, a new, it, it, it's like a new restriction, I guess. That, yeah. that they're We're going to have to head out California way where there's more internet, I hear. <laughs> out in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. It's ectoplasm. Yeah. What have you guys been watching lately? Parker, we'll start with you. So, uh, a little bit outside of the movie realm, but I've uh, sort of 
become uh, addicted to Survivor. Oh. Oh. Okay. I never even heard of Survivor before, but uh, one of my friends showed me it, and I was like, (laughs) "What the fuck is this show?" And turns out that's not all bullshit and they're actually surviving on an <laughs> island for 30 days shitting and pissing in the ocean like i cannot like what i cannot believe this is dude that's so funny you mentioned that because yeah. i thought when i was younger watching it that it was like well, you're never really thinking that it's real right it's kind of just a tv show and you're not putting yourself in their shoes like oh my god they actually have to go look for food yeah, I thought they it actually was have to forge, <laughs> like they're like cavemen or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like part of me thinks that behind the scenes they're getting slipped like Nutri-Grain bars and like Cliff bars and shit, but like it doesn't seem <laughs> like it because they all lose like 45, 50 pounds. Like they look like different people by the end of it. And nobody, like nothing scripted at all? I mean, there's a lot all, of drama. There's a lot. Okay. So you got to also remember it is a reality show, so... Some of it's definitely mm-hmm. scripted, but at the same time, like, it's seems very real. Okay. Um, do you, have you gotten to the season where J- Jimmy Johnson joins? What the fuck? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Jimmy just Johnson. I'll, I'll spoil it for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> he basically, he ends up getting voted off because everybody else feels threatened by him. Because he's probably rich, he doesn't need the money. Exactly, yeah. And that was like <laughs> the, the reason. I mean, how, how, how long did he last? Trying to stab, like they're all trying to stab each other in the back. Yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, we don't need him. How, how long has, did he last? He has his money. He doesn't need to be here. And they vote him off. They beat his ass. <laughs> and he was like the nicest. Oh, guy. like in a day? What's that? In a day? <laughs> no, like like it, it came down to. Yeah, like, he didn't even last that long, actually, but he was a really good teammate. Like, he was just a really nice guy. He didn't do anything wrong, but everybody, like, wanted to vote him off. I was going to say, I thought he'd be, like, a really good leader. He was, you know, yeah. All, th- all things considered. Exactly, yeah. So that that was the whole thing. Like, he was he was a really good teammate, leader, and they just stabbed him in the back, and he got <laughs> booted. Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it was ruthless. And he was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> thought we were all friends <laughs> Dude, what have you been watching vance oh, man. um so actually 20 minutes ago i found myself halfway through good burger um and it's so bad except for keenan thompson but kel's so is annoying. that the welcome welcome to the good burger home of the good oh, burger the good, that's oh yeah i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. It's different watching it as a child. I guess, dude. It's pretty cringe. Um, <laughs> Keenan Thompson's good, though. Oh, yeah. He's always funny. But other than that... Um, oh, so I just found out, because we were talking about this in our last episode. So all Premier League games are moving to Peacock. Can you believe that? Dude, I'm Is fucking that really? pissed. War on Peacock. <laughs> Is that NBC uh, just to bring that back? Streaming service? Yeah, dude, they took they're taking all the Premier League games down from NBCSN. Hey, so Oh, so it's not even going to be it must be on like ESPN Plus, no, right? Um no, I think they're cuz they want it to be exclusive to NBC, so they're probably stripping it from ESPN Plus. I don't even think it's on that ESPN sucked. Plus. Cuz I just found out like that Disney Plus is hosting 
are having this uh, ability where you can now access ESPN Plus and Hulu because you know how they own a certain percentage. They do, um, yeah. Yeah, so they're using those as uh, alternative outlets that you can go through Disney Plus. The same way if you have DirecTV and you can access HBO Max. Yeah. That kind of, that sort of thing. I think... But I mean, if they're not going to be on ESPN Plus, then forget it. So, um, remember a long time ago, well, not that long ago, you were like, oh, does Disney own Hulu? And I was like, well, let's fact check that. They own like 60 some percent. Well, apparently it's, I think it's larger than that. Last time I was telling you it wasn't as large as you said it was, but I was actually wrong that I think it's an 80% stake. So they pretty much own Hulu. I mean, they have... I know they want to acquire the entirety of it by what was it like 2024 yeah it dude. was yeah some later date but. or like 2022 or something like that. yeah dude disney's too powerful i love disney they're they're a, a gluttonous i don't know man. good dude Starting they were hurting they tried, though because like, all the theme parks were, were oh i'm sure they they're profiting yeah, in other yeah well they are now yeah. they're fucking i'm sure they've sold like zillions of fucking baby yoda and groot toys oh yeah so how about that dude baby yoda's name do you guys know what it is i forget it's fucking grogu <laughs> oh yeah yeah what an ugly ass name for a cute ass little baby <laughs> i know dude think about it like marvel studios profits over like 30 billion dollars just from the merchandise alone not even talking about the movies Wow. Or like the video games, like the toys, the t-shirts, paper plates and napkins at the stores. <laughs> yeah. Like all that, all that stuff. What? And that's they under Disney. paper plates and napkins now? <laughs> Bro, and I'm telling you, adults. Can I, can I have a kick-ass party? Dumb little fuck. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, Parker? adults are uh, a massive percentage of that revenue too like it's not just little kids buying like disney princess stuff and stuff like adults there's disney adults out there that are obsessed with disney exactly now that they acquired like marvel and star wars all those dudes and, and 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 gals that grew up watching that and reading those comic books right exactly like they kind of have them all by the balls, right? And the over and the ovaries. <laughs> speaking um, speaking of comic books, though, that uh, it's a good segue into our topic for today. Yes, dude. In <laughs> fact, I was actually, I was at a comic shop not too long ago, and this guy comes. This guy who worked there, he came up to me. And he goes, "Hey, kid, aren't you a little old to be in here?" I was like, "Fuck you, Joe." What the <laughs> fuck? And what did he say? I mean, he was just like, get out of my store. I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, fuck me. (laughs) Did you kick him right in the Achilles? (laughs) I kicked him in his pancreas. In in the Achilles. (laughs) And he shriveled into into a raisin. Like somebody left him in the sauna for 30 minutes or something. Ooh. So what what, what is it? What is the, the comic book? Yeah, what is the segue here? Yeah, oh, we... uh, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So, what are you uh, on about? I just woke up twenty minutes ago. You need to kind of let me know. What's I got going you. On. I'll I'll loop you in. So today's topic, we're gonna actually be talking about the Spider-Man universe, specifically this upcoming movie that's coming out, which will have not only Andrew Garfield, not only Tobey Maguire, but also the third one. I can't remember his name at the moment. Tom Holland. There we go. Fuck, dude. It's gonna be great. Looking forward to it. Good gravy. Good gravy. 
<laughs> Can I just say right off the bat, well, a few things. Hopefully, Dobie Fegley is featured. Uh, number two, I feel like this movie could either go like really well, could do really, really well, or absolute, like just going to be an absolute shit show. Could not Shut agree more. Fast. I actually, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you guys. I mean, I think it e- it could either be really good, like you're saying, but I don't think it would be really bad. I just think it would be like, eh, just another, another Marvel, you know, another churned out conveyor belt movie with a bland, uh, bland story. But I mean, yeah, I still think it has the potential to be really, really good. Yeah, I got high hopes for it. I think they really has potential to be really, really good. There's there's so many good things. It has so much going for it already. Right. Like they have to really try hard to fuck this up. Yeah, <laughs> they really got a suicide squad, suicide squad it to just Su- fuck squad. it up. I know, I, and, and that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm, I'm studio meddling. Of. Oh yeah. gosh. Um, no, no, Mitch. I, I could see you walking out of the the movie theater with your Butler boy sidekick smoking a cigar, saying, mm, "Yes, that movie was rather <laughs> underwhelming, wasn't it?" <laughs> very yeah yeah quite uh not a tour de force yes not a tour de force not a anyways quite the faux pas so who else is uh fe- featured in this film besides the uh the usual suspects here yeah that's a great question so we're looking at the original mj from the andrew garfield series um, which Kirsten? is Kirsten, Kirsten, Kristen Dunst. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Um, yeah, which is really cool. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what her role is if she will be playing MJ, which is what I'm assuming. But we'll see. Um, and also, Jamie Fox is coming back. Who knows if he'll play Electro again? Um, rumors have it, according to the Hollywood Reporter, that he may not play Electro and he might have a new role, which would be very cool. Um, mm. so we'll see how that pans out, but I know mm. Electro is a, was a fan favorite during the Andrew Garfield series. So we'll see. Ooh, you just opened up a, a can of worms, a vault, oh, yeah. oh, opened boy. up a vault. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, I like it when worms are open. Well, it's interesting cause the, the, the one Jamie Foxx was in was like, not that good of a movie. I mean, I like, like most of these movies, there's a lot of good going for them but that's usually ruined with the writing like we all know jamie fox is a good actor like he's damn good so it's it's clearly not his fault um i would honestly like to see him do electro again just to compare uh writing differentiate uh differences Mm -hmm. and also just like get a new suit dude like the blue one was i don't like that i never liked that electro dude the one in the comics is sick though is it the one the, where he's like with the lightning? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wait, Mitch. You're saying you're in favor of him playing a different character? Uh, I am, but I would much rather see him play Electro. Yeah, even if it's a different Electro. Right, right. And and that's I agree with that. Like I'm all I like consistency. You know, I mm-hmm. I feel like it would just be. It would just be forced if you didn't have him in the same role. Like, it's I, like why bring him back? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, really, as a different character, that doesn't make any sense. And, and Kristen Dunst. That's interesting that they're even getting her back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what 
what would she be doing in this movie? But yeah, I think she's got to be MJ again for it to like make sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because it um just thinking about where the last Tobey Maguire movie left off, they weren't really together. Mm-hmm. They kind of just saved the day, and uh, James Franco died. I remember that, right? And they never really came back together. They kind of just. So that'll be interesting to see. So I want to see Toby with like a beard. I I let me tell you, are we going to see hair down Toby Maguire? You know what I mean. Oh yeah. Well, probably not anymore, right? Because he doesn't have the black yeah, suit. Yeah, that's true. Hair down hours. What's that? He, you know that scene. You know, he where, has the bangs. He drops uh, his bangs like in the third movie. Emo Toby Maguire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was almost him for Halloween. I got the dance down and everything. Nice. Chore- choreographed it. I did. Wow. So so Jamie Fox actually said, "I'm not going to be blue this time," and then so, he deleted that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I won't be blue. Oh, I just read one. that. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. He tweeted that, but uh, maybe he means the costume, the electro costume, will be different. But a thousand percent badass. Right. So we'll see. Maybe who else is gonna be in this? So we're looking at another uh, cameo from a former Spider-Man uh, character with Alfred Molina playing Doctor Octopus. Oh, that's Mitch's boy. Oh, oh yeah. I love he's like such an underrated actor I mean I'm guarantee most of you out there probably have no idea who that is I mean until Parker said it yeah he played Doc Ock but he's in so many other great movies like watch any Paul Thomas Anderson movie dude (laughs) he's so he's in there for like maybe 10 minutes like depends on what movie you watch but any he's like he's a a scene stealer and the fact that they're bringing him back now is just, you know, fills me with glee. <laughs> no, that's great to hear. Yeah, that'll be awesome. It sounds it's, it sounds like they're forming the Sinister Six, because I know Electro and Doc Ock and Vulture are in it. Michael Keaton's going to be in it? Well, yeah, I, when, they, when they introduced him, I'm like, they're probably going to do Sinister Six. Do Because... Vulture is one of them. Do we feel like um shit, what's his name? Uh, Dane DeHaan. Do we feel like he uh, he ruined like his character ruined Spider-Man yeah. 2? Do we uh, <laughs> right? Like I kind of feel like <laughs> yeah. he did. That whole subplot just torched everything. I I feel like with it's they should have either made the movie about their relationship or just not have him in the movie right. at all. Or have yeah. it or was so briefly. random. But you're yeah. paying him a lot of money to be in it briefly then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we forget that well, these that things Paul are Giamatti, right? too, you know? Didn't they throw Paul Giamatti in there as the rhino? And they promised him he would be, like, a big deal in the third movie. But then it never happened because the second movie did so bad. I don't think it's Paul Giamatti. Um, Whoever the rhino yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy younger mm-hmm. than him who... Um, hey, whenever you're you're watching a movie and there's like a, a nervous, sweaty guy who's always on edge and anxious about things going poorly, that it's probably 
Paul Giamatti playing that guy. <laughs> Probably. You yeah. know. So you guys in straight out of uh, you guys know that uh oh yeah, that's right. He plays uh Jerry Heller. Yeah. yeah. You guys know that commercial that he's in where he's an accountant and he's looking for one of his celebrity clients. Yep. And he's like, I thought we had mm-hmm. a breakthrough with the Volkswagen. That's the Volkswagen? <laughs> He and plays, he's like uh, all nervous. It's like <laughs> the classic Paul Giamatti character. <laughs> he plays uh James. Was it James Adams? Yeah, John Adams. Yeah, yeah. John, John Adams. Adams. Yeah, John Adams. Yeah. Right. Okay, I do remember this. Did one. a great job in that one. That was excellent, dude. Great series. That was mm-hmm. that. That was like the OG uh, miniseries Mudbone. up there with. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Mudbone? What were you saying? Up there with Band of Brothers and uh, The Wire and The Sopranos. Like, those were all HBO, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. The Sopranos. I know they got um, Gandolfini's son to play him in a movie about Tony Soprano. Is it out before yet? Before he... It's they're probably making it right now. Yeah, because I did That's hear true. rumblings about this. That's really cool. Yeah. Moving on though, but Spider-Man, um, Mitch. Yeah, I know you have a breakdown of the Spider-Man characters. Would you mind going into depth about that, like how you see each of the characters? Ease. So speaking. So uh, speaking solely on the the live action versions, because I know there's the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie with Miles Morales, but just speaking about the live action like actors for the moment, uh, what I personally enjoyed is each portrayal of Spider-Man on screen. They're, they're, each of them are just completely different from one another, and that's what I like, like the... If you're gonna reboot a series, if you're gonna try something new, get a new actor, then at least do it different. And you know, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man is the dweeb. He looks like a dweeb. He acts like a dweeb. And that's how I always kind of saw Spider-Man growing up. Andrew Garfield was like the punk teenager, and Tom Holland was always like just the boy, yeah. like you know, the one who's always trying to prove himself. They all have their pros and cons, of course, but I always tend to lead towards Toby. I mean, he's the first one. I read Spider-Man as a kid, and I always just associated. He's the one who hops off the comic book pages the most to Who me. does? Like, who, which like, one? To- Toby's rendition. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and his suit, in my opinion, is still the best. Who's? By Toby's? Far. Toby's oh but Oh my god. In this in the second movie, but the second Andrew Garfield movie um might be tied with that. Actually, I'm going to change that right now. The sec- Spider the Andrew Garfield second one with Electro, that suit is really nice. Mm-hmm. Remember when he like the beginning he's like falling into the city and I don't know where he where he was falling from. Was he but, doing a handstand, right? And then he falls. No, he's literally like belly flopping down into the city. Like the very first shot, like after the Paramount oh, credits. Yeah. 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 
I don't know if he like dropped off a helicopter or something because there's no building that high. Dude, mm-hmm. honestly, but, I think that without all the dumb gadgets that they added, Tom Holland's mm-hmm. suit, like first Spider-Man suit, looks really good. I think that's closer to the comics. I think that I do like look, um, Andrew Gar, the one that you're talking about, Andrew Garfield's in the second one. But I think I gotta, I think Dobie's is the worst, dude. I mean, that's just a bag of dog shit. I got it's a nine on suit, the. Though. On the Tom Holland front, Vance, I really do like his suit. I um I saw some behind like set photos of Tom Holland with the suit, and it looks compl- a lot different from the movies. It looks better, uh, like in the actual set photos. And I realize because they touch him up with so much computer graphics, yeah. Like even the eyes, you know, because he blinks. Mm-hmm. Um. His is nice too, but I, I gotta go with I'm gonna go with Garfield's. Anyway, I yeah I do tend to lean towards Toby. He always he's always captured that loser hero uh, portrayal really well to me, and I find him to be the closest rendition of Spider Man. I was never fully convinced that Andrew and Tom were losers. Like they're hot, man. They're like good looking dudes. <laughs> But even before they were Spider-Man, like, what the hell? Like, Toby, I'm not saying he's ugly, but he looks like a total dork. Dude, th- he was like 40. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't. Oh, dude, he, he was, was like, okay, maybe. he wasn't 40, but he was in his 30s. Tom Holland has that actual high schooler look. Right, right. But, like, the dude is gorgeous. It's all right. It's not his fault he's that good looking. Andrew Garfield has the build, I think. Um, but a, a big component for Spider-Man is how relatable he is to most people. And Toby in the Toby movies, like he had friends, but he was also ignored by a lot of people. And that goes a lot for Tom and Andrew, but they also had money problems and family, family problems. And I guess Toby just felt more authentic to me. Right. And actually his movies emphasize the, uh, his life as Spider-Man, like the life between, you know, managing as a student and as a boyfriend and how being a superhero, that career got in the way of it. And that's something that Tom Holland's hasn't covered yet. That's something that Andrew Garfield's, I guess Garfield's kind of did that with Emma Stone's dad. But I, I just... That's what I like from the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Yep, yep, that is such a good point, and I never thought about it until now. Peter Parker's supposed to come from a not-so-great neighborhood in Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. neither uh, Garfield or Holland showed that, but Tobey Maguire's did. Remember like when he's taking the trash out? And MJ's mm-hmm. father's like yelling at her and uh, you dumb bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. But it but it kind of sets the scene of like wow, what's going on yeah, in exactly. there? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But exactly. Right. So. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's right. He does just ask her. He's around. like, everything all right? He's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and doesn't the uh, the Tobey Maguire era get his aunt and uncle the most accurate as well? yes well aunt may like never ages not so much but but they get uncle ben correctly Mm -hmm. aunt may was kind of like aunt may is a lot more supportive than she is in 
Like, I'll just never forget in the second Spider-Man when he tells her that he was the reason, uh, he's the, he's the reason that Uncle Ben was killed, and she just walks away, and I was just thinking, like, that's not, Aunt May wouldn't do that. But the Uncle Ben thing, I'm glad you, uh, you actually brought that up, because that's probably the biggest disappointment from Tom Holland's movies, is that there's no Uncle Ben, and... I, I, I want to talk about this for a second because I'm really disappointed in that he's replaced with Tony Stark and in Far From Home, a.k.a. the most useless Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. <laughs> it shows a bag with Ben's initials on them. So he does exist in this universe, but clearly he has a different relationship with Peter. Like, clearly they're making Tony Stark that father figure. But I'm mad because Ben is a very extremely extremely pivotal component to peter's heroism like the whole with great power comes great responsibility right that's part of like what sets peter parker on this path of right and being sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but yeah being a do-gooder yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and all i'm really asking is for more acknowledgement yeah i mean even garfield's had that but I mean, it was, like, watered down. Martin, so who played Uncle Ben? Was it Martin Sheen? Um, yeah, Charlie Sheen's dad. He did okay. Uh, it's funny, now that I've seen Apocalypse Now, it's really hard for me to see Martin Sheen in any other film. Um, mm. But, no, I think that that breakdown right there was really, really good. Um, for me, I feel like Tom is has spider-man's uh wittiness and he's able to joke around i feel like andrew garfield has the build but again is is almost too it seems like he's too popular yep mm-hmm. and toby um is is kind of is too dweeby to me but he is very very authentic like his story is upbringing so they're all it, it for me like neither one is worse than the other they're all different and i feel like if you took toby Maguire's authentic upbringing tom's wittiness and his uh, interaction with the villains he faces and andrew garfield's build and kind of his hairstyle and you throw that all into one i think that would be the perfect spider-man yeah i think they really got tom holland's age right I always kind of pictured like young Spider-Man, like a teenager, and I don't know if Andrew Garfield or Toby really f- uh, fit the bill when it comes to age. Yeah, they were like in their thirties. Yeah, a little bit old, but uh, yeah. Who do you like, Parker? Peter Parker. Yeah, tough yeah really. Call. Oh, his name is Parker, call. dude. And, and the girl. Oh, dude, I just totally noticed that. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, dude, think... I think I shit my underwear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> say it. I think I'd, uh, have to go with Tommy Holland. Uh, uh, because, because of the age? Yeah, I don't know why, like but his... like, I, uh, sort of like the boyish, really young, I don't know. I always like, whenever I watch his movies, it's just like Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And especially he does such a great job in the Avengers as well. 
I think uh, yeah, that is that is interesting, eh? How how quickly he joined the Avengers. Yeah. I like that they didn't like. I like that they it didn't feel rushed, but like they just cut the shit and just like, all right, you're an Avenger now, right? And he was so much younger than all the rest of them, so it really made it seem like he was so young. Um, but yeah, I think he does a great job, and he really just whenever I see him, like even. Out of the Spider-Man movie, like, if I'm, like, watching an interview with him or something like that, it's just like, oh, that's Spider-Man. Like, Tom Holland is Spider-Man for me. Right. I'll tell you, the person I am going to miss is my boy Willem Dafoe. Finish it! <laughs> Dude, Willem Dafoe, he, as the Green Goblin? Yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Geez. Anything with Willem Dafoe. It's a, what a nut job. But if you watch it again, it's like it's funny to watch. But if you look at this guy, like psychologically, he's turning into like a he's developing a schizophrenic personality. Really? He's like talking to his goblin mask, and mm-hmm. or it's more, I guess it's more of like an a dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. Like he's developing a whole new personality. Right. He can't like separate himself from the Green Goblin. But I guess they kind yeah. of did that with Dane DeHaan, right? Like, he just turned into a total psycho. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking of him like that. And then Alfred Molino, he was kind of influenced by his AI, like the arms. Right. They were kind of puppeteering him instead of the other way around. But, yeah, Defoe, dude. You and I are not so different. What does he That's say? pretty yeah, good. That's what it is. Yeah. Damn. But what's what does he say when he's staring in the mirror? Oh my god. It... I have. I used to have that memorized. I'm over here. Like, I'm over here. <laughs> they used to f- no, no. freak me out as a kid. Uh, Straight up, I'd be like, <laughs> no. The, okay, the scene actually, Parker. What scared me was when Spider-Man goes in that burning building because there's someone in there, like an old woman. And it's him. Yeah, he's screaming. And it's him, but. Yeah. It's so cheesy Here when you it watch is. it today. Yeah. Yeah. He's like uh like What about my generous proposal? Are you in or are you out? It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. <laughs> like what the fuck kind of line is? That? Well, I made it sound out cheesier of your mind. Than, than what it it's was. It's you who's out, Gobby. <laughs> that no, but that is Spider-Man. Actually, one thing Tom Holland <laughs> and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's what, what get right just said, is the shit-talking. What if he just said... They're shit-talking? It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your fucking cranium. <laughs> well, that would that would catch everybody by surprise. Uh. Even Defoe would be like... What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's an interesting point. Uh. Um, Toby and Tom Holland, both of their Spider-Mans were more of the witty, you know... They always have those funny little quips that they throw at him. I don't recall Andrew Garfield really doing that without coming off as a complete asshole. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Yeah. So. Harry, uh, help him. Which one? Oh, yeah. The fight scene. Wait, was that the yeah, fight yeah. scene? Yeah. <laughs> he's fighting With Flash. Flash. Like, yeah. yeah, they all look like they're freaking 30 years and old. And he's got that huge chunky 90s angsty bracelet flash literally looks like an nfl player 
Yeah. He's like, yeah, my my fist breaking your teeth. That's the accident. <laughs> Harry, help him. Which one? <laughs> and then like he just beats the shit out of these two dicks, and everyone's like, "Wow, Parker, you are a freak." Yeah, I know. It's like it's like what, dude? He just did like three flips in yeah. front of you. That's awesome. How's that not cool? I hate that line <laughs> that the guy says. That you really are. I would have fucking clocked that guy. But it's funny because ever since I met uh, you, Parker, mm-hmm. I always kind of just associated you with Peter Parker. <laughs> like, you could totally be a Spider-Man. Yeah. Dude, you need to start going up to people in bars and saying that. And just, like, believing. Not that you're Peter Parker, but, like, you introduce yourself as Peter Parker and you're, like, a financial analyst. And then believe you're that person. Like, they just le- legally change my name so that every time I go to a bar, like, they're like, no way. <laughs> That's Peter your Parker, name. <laughs> financial analyst. I work yeah, at Edward dude. Jones. And have yes way. And have like my undershirt be like a Spider-Man symbol, but like have it buttoned up so you can only see a little bit. <laughs> this is what I wear to work. <laughs> What's that? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. 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 Don't worry about it. You hear an amb- I'm a financial analyst. You hear an ambulance, and I look out the window and start running. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go? Oh, are you kidding me? That kid just jumped off a fucking <laughs> building. What was that? Him on the wall? Holy shit. <laughs> Oh god, the bo- the bouncer's so like, ah, oh, god, somebody get Peter Parker off the wall. <laughs> He's drunk. <laughs> well, moving on, let's um, let's kind of let's discuss the success behind Spider Man and and the success of uh of recent superhero movies. You know why? Why? Uh, How I about mean, we? Why is Spider Man so popular? You know, because he's the shit. I mean, let let's go around the room, right? Like, why why do we think he's popular? I I mean, seriously, why do why do you think that he is? I've thought about this. Probably I'll go ahead and start. he's probably in the top five most popular superheroes. Well. I'd argue to say he's top three. Top three. I really think so. Who's your top three? Let's hear it. Personally, I don't think he's in it, but I think when it comes to like overall superhero popularity, he's definitely in there. I agree with you on and that I one. And I think it has yeah. to do with people being able to associate with him. Because if you look at so many superheroes, like Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, they're all rich or they're signed. They're all like, they're upper echelon types. They're not yeah, relatable. Right, yeah. right. You look at Peter Parker, he's just a nerdy high schooler. And people can relate to that because who wasn't a nerdy high schooler, you know? I mean, a lot of people probably weren't, you know? I mean... I don't think we were nerdy high schoolers. I think we well, were you just, you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah, yeah. He has that like demeanor, and he just he he comes off. He's more human than the others. Yeah, and he starts. You know, he's not. He starts as a human, yeah. and then he turns to Spider-Man because of that bug. None of his like parents aren't like wealthy. You know, like Starks, or they're not aliens or <laughs> any crazy shit like that. <laughs> like like a uh, like Star Lord. Like he's just. He lost his parents, and now he lost his uh, his uncle, and he's just. Were the he's just more is related. it true that the original concept when Stanley and um, uh, Dicko, um, yeah, Steve yeah, Dicko, Steve Dicko, um, when they were creating Spider Man, that he was supposed to Mike Dicko. I that's what I was about to say, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Duh, bears. Um, when they were creating Duh, Spider-Man, the original concept was that he would be shooting webs out of his butt, right? Like, wasn't that the original no way. artwork? 
I, I, I mean, imagine, I have never heard that before. Imagine I feel like you're, some yeah, kid. Did, no, no, I feel serious. like you're tugging my chain. Yeah, I think no, Vance I, had a fever dream. I think I wa- <laughs> stop pulling our legs. Stop pulling my a cock. Documentary that Dude, I watched quit jerking ten years us off. ago. Um, I was on peyote. Anyway, uh, anyways, no. Imagine some kid like swinging from buildings. A kid that you know, like from his ass, like hanging upside down. What's up, guys? I just think I just think of you hanging from your bunk bed. Oh shit, that's a true story. You know that story? What's that story by your underwear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know that story too? <laughs> yeah, you've definitely told you me told that. Dude, you've also be- because nobody believes it. Oh wait, could it, it, run run us through a abbreviated version real quick. The ultimate wedgie. Right, I mean, it's not that long, but you know, occasionally I would sleep on my bunk bed. Don't know why I have a bunk bed. I don't have any brothers or anything like that. I have two sisters, but. Anyways, don't know why I have a bunk bed. Uh, the safety bar was removed. Again, don't know why. Um, and I decided to sleep up there because, you know, I like a change in pace. And I woke up in the morning and I rolled off my bunk bed and my underwear, the back of my underwear got caught on the nail or the screw that was sticking out where the safety bar used to be. And I'm just fucking hanging there. Like nobody's there. My mom's gone. Uh. I'm like... Uh, what is this? Sophomore year of high school, I think. And wait, <laughs> so we we knew you. Got ten I times think funnier. so. I think so. Yeah. And oh my um, god. Yeah, like nobody's there to help me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm fucked. Like, did I, you not I, just rip through them? Just so here's the thing: yeah. I had to kind of bounce up and down. It was incredibly painful <laughs> until my boxers ripped and I fell to the ground. Holy shit! And then you were naked. Um, and yeah. then you were naked, <laughs> just lying there on the floor. Just, and and ah. the sad thing is, the I beetle, liked those crying. boxers, dude. They were these big oh. orange boxers, dude. I ripped right through them. Oh, they were boxers, yeah. dude. How is your perineum? Um, Jesus. half of it's there. The other half is where the safety bar used to be. <laughs> it's a scientific. That's the correct term for a taint, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow, really? I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Introducing Christopher Nolan's new film, Perineum. <laughs> Perineum Inquiries. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> Rated G. <laughs> um, so, what else is going on? Um... Well, I mean, it, it, oh no, no, sorry, sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't get to talk about uh, why Spider Man is so. That's true. So yeah, <laughs> like, why did I even ask that duck that face question? that Parker's making? I can um, only see you because my I have a window up that's covering Parker's face. Now I can see him. So, yeah, I mean, I have to agree, Parker. <laughs> Spider Man's for sure not in my top three, but as a collective. Uh, society like literally actually the entire world i wouldn't be surprised if spider-man batman and superman were in the top three Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think spider-man is up there because i mean really to piggyback off parker he's the most relatable one i mean superman is literally an alien who was raised by a couple you know farm farmers and in kansas and then bruce wayne was like literally the son of like the richest guy in gotham mm-hmm. yeah and with and he has all those right. 
Or go ahead. Well, with Bruce Wayne, my gripe is although they market him to be uh, human and, you know, he has all these gadgets, like apparently he can bench press like 2,000 pounds. Yeah. What? With the suit on or no? No, like without the suit. And he knows what? Like is that 100 different martial arts? Possible? So it's not well, – they yeah. try to make him relatable, but he's really not, at least in the comics. Or he can bench, he he can bench by, press like, like 1,000 to 1,500 pounds. That's insane. Yeah. He was also trained by like a secret ninja society in like the Alps or where was he? Oh, yeah. He was, he was Nepal, like, he was he was like in, Nepal. in uh, Nepal, Nepal. Yeah, it's yeah. literally impossible to bench 1,000 pounds unless he's had some sort of like genetic engineering done exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that's, look, I mean, that's look ridiculous. it up. Ridiculous. I'm telling you. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. He's uh, – we could save his discussion for later because right. um, I have a lot to say about Batman. But Spider-Man, yeah, he's he's relatable. Yeah. And what about you, Vance? Why do you think he's so gosh darn popular? Typey McTyperson over there. A thousand pounds. Okay. Bruce is shown to also, be bench like, pressing over a thousand pounds during one of his regular workouts. Yeah, and that's Batman impossible. number 655. Um. I think it's because of the whole Tobey Maguire thing that you mentioned with the authentic upbringing, Mitch. Uh, I think that's what mm-hmm. makes him relatable, especially to... I wonder how people of New York view Spider-Man. I wonder if there is a... If the connection is stronger. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know I'd ever be able to figure that out, but I'm just kind of curious. You know, the impact that he's had on the city. You know, the heroes had on the city. What's interesting too is, I mean, this is something that always captures captures my attention. But not all superheroes have to wear capes, and Spider Man doesn't wear one. And I always kind of thought that was cooler. Depends on the person, of course, or the hero. But um, I guess that's what is that like from The Incredibles? <laughs> November fifteenth, nineteen fifty eight. What does she say? No capes. No capes. Like a dude fucking gets grounded up in a turbine with the case. Stratagem, cotton jet turbine. Yeah, it's it's like played off as a joke, man. Like all these dudes are like getting axed off in super painful ways. Isn't that the way uh, the main (laughs) villain gets? uh, Yeah, that's right. What the fuck's his syndrome? Syndrome. That's such a good name. I kind of like the guy. And if everyone's super. No one will be. Yeah. Great. great um, what have you been doing, Robert? Reuniting hero <laughs> work? That is a, dude, Vance, you're good at that, dude. <laughs> yeah, Vance is the, the voice actor. Yeah. So. Back to Spider-Man. Yeah, so we could. Will, uh, will, will people go see movies about lesser known superheroes? I mean, it seems like they've they made movies about almost all the popular superheroes. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you guys think? I mean, look at Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Well, yeah, first, I, uh, go ahead, Park. I think the success behind the Guardians of the Galaxy comes from a couple different angles. I think the casting was incredible. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's fucking phenomenal. He's Zoe Day, so good. Zoe Saldana, or whatever her name is, she's yeah. incredible as well. Batista is super good. You know? They're all good. It's probably... I would say that's uh, 
Vin Diesel's best performance ever. As a tree, incredible. <laughs> Insulting, but also... <laughs> who would Dude, it's known? kind of true, though, because nobody... I mean, who would know? You know, that's Vin Diesel? You, you mean Dominic Toretto, right. the guy that's drifting around corners in a fucking Dodge Challenger? That guy? But, but you know what's fascinating is James Gunn, the director. So he has a script uh, for... For Vin Diesel, when they're when they're recording the voice, he um he has the I am Groot, I am Groot, all that, and then next to it, James Gunn actually provided an actual sentences of what he's saying, so that Vin Diesel knows what tonality and how to say I am Groot. Super interesting. That is awesome. But we never know what he's saying. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's just kind of yeah. Well, I'd love cool. to see. I know the next Groot is going to be Alpha Groot in the third movie. Oh, he's back to Big Groot? I think he's going to be like a jacked, like a... In I mean, they call him Groot. Alpha Groot, so I, yeah. I, could, I, could all, I can only imagine what he what they got cooked yeah, up. Cool. Maybe he'll have actual clothing this time or something. True. Are we... A nice suit. Do you guys feel like uh, we're going to see the end of superhero movies sometime soon? I mean, I probably not, I guess maybe like a brief period of absence from them but i don't think they'll ever disappear yeah yeah you know to add to your point mitch i think it was you know um popular superheroes that you're talking about Mm. i would like to see some lesser known superheroes i feel like the flash needs to be rebuilt mainly because i hate ezra miller i think he's really annoying um i think there will be a lull though parker like we were just saying at some point i think a lot of people including myself are tapped out with the mcu uh, avengers was just a lot yeah not in a bad way but think about it like they've been building up to that ending for so long maybe a bit more than a decade i think people just need a break and i'd like to see dc do a better job the MCU had its time. I think there's a lot of fun to be had with DC characters. In my opinion, mainly because DC tends to have darker heroes and villains as well. The stories are a bit grimier than the Marvel ones. Um, I know Jared Leto's going to be playing Morbius. That looks interesting. Not a massive Leto fan, but depending, um, he can really act. You know, he went to our high school for a brief period. Fun fact. Yep. Fun yeah, fact. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, uh, and he hated he it. Did. He did hate it, which is why he uh-huh. he left, and I don't blame him. Um, Went to California, <laughs> dude. So we have a picture of him, don't we? In in uh, is he at the school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got a bowl cut. It looks I exactly. I totally like forgot he he went to our high school. He did for like that's I, I th- like a year. I think less than a year, but I'm not sure. I know he hated it. Yeah, I think he went for a full year. He he knew Jimbo T. There's, I don't know when Jimbo T got there, but he might have. Jim, what do you mean Jimbo T's been there for three hundred years, dude? Okay, then he definitely <laughs> was. Dude, he was probably boys with the man's Jimbo fucking you ancient. Know, uh, parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> He's like part of the school, part of the crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's become like a part of a metal locker. What? <laughs> Damn, man! You got the, you got the Jimbo T locker. Damn, the dude's like Damn. a part of the locker. The Jimbo T lock. Oh, like Davey yeah, he's in He's in the Rusty Bones with him. He plays yeah. bass. Oh. 
He always gives you fun facts when you try and open the Jimbo tea locker. He's like, you want to know why the monkey threw the poo? Because <laughs> he was fucking nuts. Because he was a psycho. <laughs> it was out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> All right. Getting Fuck, back. The kid's like, fuck. I hate this locker. Getting back to uh, uh. <laughs> the topic at hand. Um, yeah. So smaller superhero movies, would they work? I think it comes down to casting. Most importantly, and I think as we can see from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, a commonly overlooked component of these movies, having a kick-ass soundtrack. Oh, yes. yes. You know, I'm always in support of that. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, I love un- it. I love that you brought unexpected, it up. Unexpected as fuck and so like incredibly fitting and amazing. Brought us, brought me back to our music and film episode. Mm. Um, absolutely, dude. I, I love. Uh, I mean, I like that he chose. Not all of them were songs that everybody knows too, so it's it's nice to just learn new music from an era that's pretty much over with. It is over with, but yeah, and the casting especially. I mean, that was Chris Pratt's calling. I know he wasn't gonna do it at first. But then he's like, dude, you like you got to get on this or someone else's. And now, now look at where Chris Pratt is today. Right. He's a he's an action hero. Seriously. I mean, I remember seeing him in Parks and Rec, like from the very beginning. Dude, he his life took a total turn, complete one eighty. Like hmm. he got into he was in Parks and Rec, the dumb Andy Dwyer, and then he gets into really really good shape. Loses all this body fat. like some comedies and then too. He freaking yeah. dumps Anna Ferris and like cheats on her, then dumps her. Like, uh, he I, I don't know if he. He's with Schwarzenegger's yeah, daughter. Yeah, right I'd need to fact check that. I mean, he probably overlapped. Let's be real. He's got the dream life now. He lives on like a thousand acre ranch or something. He's got like a, a pond of fishing, like animals, like a bunch of kids. Sounds awesome. <laughs> He's literally like leading the Jurassic Park series. Yeah, yeah. I think that I but, think he's gotten a little big for his britches. I mean, the whole Anna Ferris thing made me think like, hmm. But to to tie it back to superhero movies in general, the whole the whole question at hand here. Um, I I agree. I think superhero movies will never go away. They might go through a dry spell at one point, but nothing crazy. There, it's become such a gluttonous subgenre, and. Really, they're popular because of the source material and how there's countless stories to tell from the source material. And companies like Marvel Studios just get it because these guys clearly grew up with these comics. They utilize these pre-made stories to tell. If you watch Thor Ragnarok, it's literally Planet Hulk and Thor Ragnarok merged. Like Hulk isn't in the actual Ragnarok comic story. But Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk is a different story where Thor fights Hulk in a gladiator match on a different planet. They literally just took two comics that existed and merged them together, and then made them fit in the the Tony Stark Thanos storyline. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's I think that might be my favorite Marvel movie. 
and it's and that's what marvel is actually really like you know they were trying to test the waters with guardians of the galaxy because that was the first weird ass movie they made like ragnarok endgame guardians that's what marvel comics are usually like weird as fuck and if you guys thought endgame well i know vance you read i don't know if parker do you read a lot of comics but not recently endgame if like for you guys listening out there if you thought endgame was crazy that's nothing compared to what some of these comic strips like get to like wait until they come out with secret wars where they have like fantastic four x-men and they're all fighting like in different timelines like at the same time it's it's so hard to comprehend (laughs) like you ain't seen nothing yet (laughs) basically anyway but but back to what i was saying uh it's it's very clear a company like warner bros just didn't quite understand their characters the way marvel does at least at first because now they're starting to experiment with all this kind of crazy stuff and i'm all for this i mean they uh the first wonder woman which is great harley quinn they're starting to mess around with her more shazam And then Joker, I mean, well, what was interesting about Joker uh, that I wanted to talk about was it's like their big rated R movie, and it's the highest grossing rated R movie of all time. And now Warner realizes that, and they can leverage more rated R content. That's why the new The the Suicide Squad that's coming out is going to be rated R. And I heard it's supposed to be nuts. Like genitals are flying around and explosions. Come on, and shit. you did not hear about genitals. I read that. Who? But what I was saying, it's interesting to me now, business-wise, because Disney announced that they are going to be making the third Deadpool movie, rated R, and we'll see how it goes. Ooh, considering that's it, whack. Con- considering it'll be their first time doing a rated R feature. Yeah. And we, we all know Disney has that family-friendly friendly personality, like that tradition. And making a Deadpool movie will, I mean, foil that, man. 
is going even further, you know, Deadpool 3 is going to be successful. It's going to make a lot of money and it's probably going to be well, critically well received. Mm -hmm. Meaning Disney will have to make more rated R content, whether it be more Deadpools or other rated R stuff. And therefore suppressing their entire family friendly face. So that fascinates me really on how it all play out because the money's there, but their artistic integrity and their culture it's really on the yes, line agreed this because i mean what are we gonna go to uh when disney world opens up again are we gonna head, head on the deadpool ride where there's like decapitations and and nudity? well they probably wouldn't even make I mean, one but i mean i i'd, I'd go they could make a really <laughs> this disney this disney ride. that we're dealing with right, right now with disney plus and you know, adding all these different shows, blah, 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 blah. This Disney literally looks like it ate Disney and bullied it. <laughs> that, I'm right? Yeah. Like, it looks like a brand new Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I like it. Uh, you know what? I had a question uh, because this is bothering me. At some point, I wonder if... if because, Mitch, you were saying, oh, well, these movies come from the source material. Well, that's all well and good for a while. But what happens when the source material starts to go? Which I feel is much more likely, right? Like comic books just going extinct. I mean, do you think if we asked a 17-year-old kid, who's that fucking dork that goes on uh, Dave Portnoy's podcast that fucking oh. what the hell's that kid's name he can't rec recognize know. anybody famous he's one of those tiktok boys yeah yeah do you think if we asked uh. one of those uh tiktok butt fucks if they the recognized wigglers? bruce wayne like would they be able to recognize bruce wayne like or would they know who bruce wayne is I don't oh know. i don't think so i bet you if you, you asked so? that kid that goes on dave portnoy's podcast the friendly friends podcast whatever it's called i bet you that kid wouldn't know i just don't think they the name of bruce wayne no i just no, don't think they yeah, give a shit like about i don't it. think he would know who, who bruce wayne is like if dave portnoy was like do you know i who, haven't seen do, this guy you know so i don't know but bruce wayne is i bet you the kid wouldn't even know i have a question for you guys okay. <laughs> what this is gonna be a little more broader but like and this does, you can use Spider-Man as an example, but when you're watching a movie, what what's going on inside your head? Like what, what makes, what makes Tom Holland or, or Andrew Garfield a good actor? What, what are you looking for when you're watching these movies? Hmm. Shit, I'm looking for the refreshment. You, you personally, afterwards. there's no, well, there, there's no right answer. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just like your what? opinion. Like, how do you decide if something's good or bad? It's a great question. Um, I don't know. With acting, I, I, I feel like it, it's just that you know, and maybe not everybody has this ability, but I feel like the more movies you watch, you kind of understand when things are forced and when things are natural. The more things feel natural when an actor is speaking when they're interacting with other actors i think it's you begin to realize oh, this 
kid's a pretty good actor. You know, and we see it with the guys that are more experienced that can get away with ad libbing. And Mitch, we kind of talked about this. We keep bringing it up. I feel like um, those kid act Stranger Things kids are so good because yeah. it doesn't feel scripted when they talk. And that that's mm-hmm. that's the first thing that I think of when I'm watching an actor. You know, is it forced? Yeah, I have to agree with that, definitely. I think when it, you forget it's a movie and it's just like you're watching something. Yeah. Um, I think that's how you really know. Yeah, like when I'm... Uh, exactly, honestly. When I know I'm either in a theater or in my house or even on the computer, when I'm not looking at my watch or the time or even checking my phone, that's when you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and, and tying that back in with something like Spider-Man or any of these Marvel heroes or DC, any superhero, you know, when you watch these movies, there's, you get that feeling, there's a moment where they almost kind of pose in their, in their suit, maybe with the whole team or just by themselves. And there's a moment where you see them and they almost feel larger than life. Like, an example of where I didn't get that feeling was with Captain Marvel. And it's because I just didn't connect with her at all. And I'm not saying that's Brie Larson's fault. Uh, I personally think it was, like, it was just terrible. Her character was horribly written compared to, like, every other character in that movie. Which sucks because the movie's called fucking Captain Marvel. But she just didn't have that feeling to me. Like, when I watch Guardians or when I watch Wonder Woman... They feel they like they look they feel like they are more than just this movie on a screen and I get immersed with it. And yeah, it's the acting and the the timing and the music even. Yeah. It's so also it's, being transported to a different yeah. realm where you feel oh, this sounds so cliche, but where you feel like you're in the movie or you just wish you were in that universe whenever you feel like that the movie's got a a pretty positive impact on you i feel it helps it helps being in a movie theater too honestly but if you ever Mm -hmm. feel separated from the movie and not immersed in it and not part of the universe it's probably not that good of a movie you know how i look at that actually it's like, would I want to hang out with these people? Yeah. Like, I totally want to hang out with the Guardians. Are you kidding me? They're hilarious. Like, I could even... Like, I just recently watched One Night in Miami. And the whole movie is just Sam Cooke, Cassius Clay, Malcolm X, and Jim Brown hanging out in a hotel room and talking about politics and life and their careers, etc. That's literally the movie for two hours. But... I loved it and I didn't even look at my clock because it's it's really good writing and it's really good acting and I just wanted to be in that room with them busting balls. So it you know, you just when you want to hang out with these people, you don't want it to end when you want more out of the movie by the end. Exactly. But, oh, that's exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I do you ever think movie... I wonder what they do when they you know after what? the movie? Do you ever feel so What's immersed? Up, that, sorry. No, I agree with that, Vance. But uh, I think a really great movie leaves you wanting more. 
mm-hmm. you know not i think movies some movies tend to drag on and you're like all right but yeah it's almost like you could have cut it at one point right instead of showing us what happened right because when when they leave you wanting more then i think it's so much more likely for you to you know be enticed for a potential sequel or like rewatch the movie psychologically as human beings we want to know the answers so those like it like all that's why christopher nolan makes great movies because he's he it's so riddled with mystery even when it's over you still feel like what the hell just happened (laughs) or even tarantino where he like stretches a conversation or a scene so long where you know someone's about to get capped but you just don't know when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen and who is going to make it out alive. There's just like that mystery. And I mean, for that situation, you usually find out, but um, it leaves you wanting more. Yes. I wish my life was accompanied by Pixar jazz. That would be great. <laughs> that would be freaking awesome. Like your own little soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah wow that uh this conversation is you you can't really think in normal terms you know it's so wait for it esoteric the thinking you know (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Ooh. dude all right fellas should we wrap it up yeah well this is a total wank fest right here but Oh, and Parker's not an intern, by the way. I don't know who said that. He's actually a full-fledged member. so Full-time employee. Fully employed. Yep. You get paid on Fridays. Got my, filled out my W-2. Mm-hmm. There's benefits. Dental? Uh, nope. Oh. But there's other benefits. Okay. Which will not be named. Which will not be named, <laughs> but... Uh, are you in or are uh, you out? <laughs> Are you in? <laughs> no, but I love that one Toby line in the third movie. Uh, you're trash, Brock. <laughs> when he like pl- that, literally yeah, plagiarizes yeah, 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 his yeah, photo. Yeah. He pins him up against the wall. <laughs> Your pictures are fake. Was it uh, Eric from that 70s yeah, show? Topher Grace. <laughs> Topher. <laughs> to- Topher. <laughs> Tofu. Tofu, tofu. Grace. Fun fact: He was wearing a wig in the second half of the seasons of that '70s show. Oh, that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a wig, and Mila Kunis lied about yeah. her. She was 14, and Ashton Kutcher was like 20. Oh, and now they're married. Yeah, pretty cool. He's six years older. I think he was, yeah, 19 or 20, something like that. Well, well, well. Thank you for attending the premiere party. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Premiere Podcast and let us know what you want to hear from us in the future. But coming up next, we got some fun Pixar talk heading your way, so stay tuned and Auf Wiedersehen!